Good evening. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, welcome um, to season 11, episode 21 of Let's Have a Fifi. It is a very wet, uh, damp, moist evening here in Phoenix. I don't know if anybody else is experiencing that, but uh, we've had some thunder. We've had some lightning. It is raining. I'm not mad about it. My plants are getting watered. And you are here joining us, or I guess me for now, uh, for more than 10 years of being your Wednesday night conversation. Uh, again, welcome to Let's Have a Fifi. And of course, a happy Women's History Month to all of you uh, feminine identifying ident individuals out there. Um, I am, of course, Freddie Prince Charming. Um, my brain is still sort of on the like post con thing, uh, but you know it's it's fine. We're here, and everything is uh, good. Um, there wasn't I wasn't there last uh, last week. I apologize for that, but. I didn't have shit ready for the weekend. There was no way. I was busy trying to pack still. I was like, it was just not going to happen. And I apologize. I offered to cancel, but Felicia said no. So I'm sorry. Um, but that's why there wasn't much extra as far from me, uh, as far as from me on the Patreon uh, this week. Um, but speaking of which, if you would like to get all the extra stuff that we do put out, um, and catch up on all the extra stuff that we've already put out, uh, be sure to join our Patreon at patreon.com slash let's have a Fifi. There's all sorts of bonus videos and, uh, my just a tip blog and all sorts of interesting things there. Um, we would of course like to thank our current patrons, Brandon, Chris and Michelle, D, Drake Jensen, Casey Starr, Carrie and Corey, Kim, Joan, Leanne, Nicole, and Shannon. We appreciate you so, so much. Um, you, uh, of course, we need to send out a special thank you uh, to our sponsors and supporters this season. Success Boutique, uh, LC Designs, and Wigs of a Kind. Uh, unfortunately, Success Boutique is going to be closing their doors, which... It, that hurts my heart. I don't like seeing queer-run businesses uh, go under, no matter what the reason is. Um, I mean, unless, you know, the owners are like assholes or whatever, then they can go fuck themselves. But other than that, um, you know, I I really don't like seeing, um, uh, you know, queer-owned businesses go under. So I'm extraordinarily sad about that. Um, but go take advantage of their sales right now. Uh, pretty much everything is 60% off while they try to clear out their inventory. So go do the thing. Um, let's see. Oh, you can also, um, if you would like to be a supporter or, you know, a sponsor, we'll totally take sponsorships. Uh, you can go ahead and send us those coins at paypal.me slash let's have a Fifi. You can also text LHAF to 602-730-7379 to get updates on the shows, um, whatever else happens to be happening. I really still don't know what it is that you actually get with that, but I'm, it's fine. I'm sure it's wonderful. Sure, it's wonderful. And of course, if you are on um, Facebook, uh, you can uh, continue to send us those stars um, I have no idea how they actually work, but we get something out of it. I don't know. So of course, thank you to DJ Image, Eddie Omega, Emily, Tony, the Tiger, Matia, 
uh, and Laura Renfro and everybody who has sent us stars thus far. We appreciate you. So it has been, um, it's been a hell of a week uh, for me. Um, it has been a very, oh, it's been a very busy weekend. Um, so those of you that follow me individually on Facebook uh, would have seen my post earlier about the uh, Wild Wild Westcon show. Um, oh, Felicia's almost here. Uh, I don't know what's going on with my camera, but it's probably for the best. I only have bass on anyway, so. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, all right. Felicia's going to be working on audio only this evening, which is uh, fine. Unless I can find um, something to cover my face. Get a, get a paper bag, just cut some holes in it. I have plenty. <laughs> Go with that route. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, my my weekend is a little long and convoluted. Do you want to talk about yours first? <laughs> uh, wow, my earphones aren't even working. I had this all set up before I... Uh, anyway. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, weekend, weekend. Uh, let's see. Uh, Friday, uh, it was like... Everybody got sick all on the same day. Yeah. Um, not sure how to explain that, but it happened. Um, and one of the littles got uh, the croup, which oh, sounds like a barking dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, that was that was interesting. Um, so Saturday was mostly a day of recovery, mainly. Uh, everybody else recovering from feeling sick and then everybody uh, me uh, recovering from taking care of everybody because right. even my husband tried to go to work and they were like no you need to go home because you look awful and so uh, that was a that was a thing um, um on Sunday, had a great time at Stacy's for uh, Magic. Um, started out as a small crowd, but it grew throughout the night, and um, energy was very much there. You ever have those shows where the energy is just, like, it's good energy all night, and you're like, yeah, this is amazing. It definitely was not one of those, like, I just picked my music, I just performed and went home. It was definitely one right. of those, like, everybody was feeling the music, uh, everybody was singing along. Um, yes, I found that out just recently. <laughs> Thanks, Laura. Um, yeah, and so that was great. Um, and then Monday, um, I went and got a haircut, but um, other than that, uh, we've been kind of just coasting along. Um, just today did not go as I had planned, or else mm. I would have had a more elaborate look than normal because I was or actually off today. Any any look other than just base? <laughs> uh, I put sunglasses over my eyes because I that's the part that drives me crazy when I don't finish. Uh, <laughs> but my camera is not working. Oh. That's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's all fine. It's totally fine. Every time fine. I turn it on, it won't come on. So. 
It keeps telling mm. me it's unable to access my camera, but I was just on Zoom, so... You also have, like, a brand new computer. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. That's obnoxious. We'll see. Let's see. I'm playing with things. Oh! Oh! There you oh. go. I don't want I don't you to see my eyes. Stevie Wonder or something there. That's... Mm. Yeah, Ray Charles, maybe? Let's call it oh. Oh, that's no. a look. Mm-mm. Like my nose is not. No, yep, that's that is definitely some kind of look. Mm-hmm. Well, this is this is gonna be one of those days when folks are gonna be glad that we're a podcast. So it's fine. <laughs> um, uh, I tell you, it was definitely a day that I mystique, mystic, mystic. I don't. Mm. Mm. I'll do the Googling later, but um, maybe you can explain that one. Um, but today it definitely was totally not what I had intended, not what I had planned. And so it happens. It's uh, my know. weekend was a lot more eventful than yours, I guess. Um, yeah. So sure. again, apologies to everybody for not being here last week. Um, <laughs> Um, it was that was it was not gonna happen. Yeah, thanks. I had too much shit to do. I had like I offered to skip last week, and you're like, no, I can do it myself. So that's on you. I cannot be held responsible for anything that may or may not have happened last week. So there's that. Uh, be responsible. So we uh we. Left on Friday after work, or Thursday after work to head down to Tucson uh, to get checked in and everything for uh, Wild Wild WestCon, which is the um, steampunk convention that happens here in Arizona. It's actually, I think, the largest steampunk convention in the country. Um, oh, wow. It's massive. It's really big. There's all sorts of different panels and, like, discussions and all sorts of different things that happen. Um, it is just, it's a, it's a, damn good time um and we were ridiculously unprepared uh it was one of those things where just for the con itself like you know we had all these ideas of what we want to do with like with costuming and garb and things and time got away from us and it was just it just wasn't happening so we just kind of threw some shit together whatever but um friday night uh um i was actually able to uh i i got to produce um, the first ever like combo drag and burlesque show. Cause they've had burlesque there before. I don't believe they've ever had drag. So mm-hmm. to bring both drag and burlesque to the con, uh, the, um, the, uh, the conference room that they had us in with the stage and everything, it sat 200 and we sold out and which was fantastic. Well, congratulations. Uh, the crowd was amazing and guest services was like we're turning away people all day like as soon as the tickets were live i was posting like get your damn tickets and people waited and then people like guess they kept going up to guest services throughout the day to get tickets and guest services like i'm sorry we sold out so uh damn like it was it was awesome um and like the crowd was living for all of it they were loud and they were tipping and they were cheering and like it was one of those things that uh like it was it was 
talked about all weekend. Like it just, I'd, I'd hear people just random conversations in passing. Like that had nothing to do with like, they weren't talking to me. They were talking to, you know, themselves or like other people or whatever and talking about the show. And it was, it was awesome. Um, and, uh, we had uh, Madame Askew and the Grand Arbiter. Uh, they were our MCs for the evening, and that helped because they are just amazing people. Um, so I love that, that you was had uh, other MCs because I have seen you sometimes. I mean, I I could have, um, I know, but I I love the but, idea that uh, you had somebody. I. I you know knew that if I'm I was gonna, gonna if I was gonna go that route, I, like it wasn't just gonna be anybody. And when I talked to Madame Askew and the Grand Arbiter, and they said they would love to be involved, then I knew that that was the way I was gonna go because I'm like, I can't just have anybody emceeing this show. Like this is sort of like, it was one of those things where it was like a, like a, it was like a, not necessarily a trial, but it was like. Mm-hmm. All right, you know, we're 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 here on approval basically. So this is this is the kind of thing that we can do. This is the kind of show that I put together. This is, you know, the, that kind of thing and I I needed it to go well and it went absolutely amazing. So for one little snafu. Uh-oh. Yeah, I actually had a performer no call no show. Just nothing at all. Nothing. Radio Silence uh, was posting on Facebook the next day, but like we kept asking, you know, what's your ETA? Where are you at? Through Facebook, texting, tried to call them. Nothing. Not a damn thing. Still hasn't messaged me. Still hasn't said anything. Still nothing. Like not, hey, I'm sorry that I totally bailed. Hey, I'm sorry that I totally ghosted you. Like, hey, I'm sorry I didn't show up to the Phoenix Pride pageant. Oh, ooh, ooh! Did someone not show up to the Pride pageant? I heard some people did. I haven't confirmed or denied that, but mm, mm. you know how I feel about that. You know, I haven't heard that because I don't, that. I don't, I don't know. I heard some other I things too. I wasn't there. Um, I heard some other but it was like it was really disappointing because this is somebody that we both know and that we've worked with a few times. And, but I did find out that apparently this is something that is becoming a habit with them. And I'm like, you know, the community is really small, like between the drag community and the burlesque community, it's really easy to get blackballed. Like, and we all talk to each other. Right. Some way, form or fashion. Right. So I was like, "Mm, yeah, it's disappointing. Um, on the way home, there was a Goodwill that was like two miles up from the, from the hotel before you get on the freeway. We, uh, we stopped at, um, we stopped at the Goodwill and fell into a three hour rabbit hole. Oh, those are the good holes. We found some, I mean, I, I didn't find as much stuff as my partner who like filled an entire cart with shit. I had like (gasps) one shirt. And like a couple little knickknacks and said, who? That's interesting. Hmm. I don't know who the, I don't, I've, I can't tell you who the contestants were. I don't remember who they were, but yeah, but we were trying to, you know, the, the point was to leave a little bit early as we get home. And it was finally, I'm like, look, it is one 30. We need to go. We've been in this goodwill 
forever. Or were you jealous that she was finding more stuff and you weren't? No, it wasn't that. I was just bored as fuck. I was walking in circles for three hours. <laughs> oh. So D found amazing things. You you had had enough and you said, let's go. That going, sounds oh like God. when when Scott and I go shopping. He's like, I found a shirt. I found the pants. Let's go. And I'm like, oh. Like, normally I have, like, you know, good luck with stuff. And, like, there was just, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't great. I found a couple of interesting things, but eh. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a, it was an, it was an amazing weekend. The con itself was just fantastic. After the show that night, later on that night, um, Madame Askew and the Grand Arbiter did uh, a, a live cog match game. Oh, wow. Which, that was fucking fantastic. Oh my god, that was so much fun, because almost everybody that was on the panel had performed. So, we had the Grand Arbiter and Madame Askew. Grand Arbiter was running it. Madame Askew was sitting next to me. Randy was next to me on the other side. Eve Riot was on the other side of of Randy. And then it was two other like con regulars. And most of us were just exhausted and slap happy and it was the most ridiculous thing ever. It was, and oh, oh my God. So the best thing, right? So we were talking the different questions. They're all sort of kind of 1920s centered, right? They're like all kind of prohibition mm-hmm. and you know, whatever. Right. And, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one of the questions was about the, like the pro, prohibition movement and mm. you know they're talking about you know the question was something like you know they were so much fun that this was their mascot and you know so the the, the contestant for that game said beaver and uh grand arbiter looks at madame askew because she was first and you know says what do you have and i think she said goose or something and then he looks at me completely deadpan and goes and do you have a beaver? And I oh. said, sir, <laughs> the one thing we do not do is ask a trans person. The look on his face was priceless because it was unexpected. And it was just like, oh, fuck. it was it was hysterical. It was great. Um, yeah, it was funny. And apparently my partner caused a bit of a stir because she looks just like uh, a former owner of the con that apparently everybody hates. So she was walking around. People were getting like she was getting dirty looks. There are rumors Why? going around that she was back at the con to try and like steal it. And it was it was really funny. People kept going like, oh, I haven't seen you in forever. And she's like, I have no idea who the fuck you are. Like, it was really funny. Like, she caused drama and she didn't even know why. And I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, what the fuck did you do to people? I was like, why does everybody hate you right now? It was really funny. I it, I was I thought it was quite amusing. The so, news is but in. yeah, that was uh that was pretty much my weekend. Um, we're already planning um costumes and things for uh for next year because the theme is going to be fantastic. And I'm are you going to put so together excited. your costumes ahead of time? Yes, Speaking way ahead of time. Like they're already in the works. Mainly. Like they're they're already in the works. Um, and the things that we can use for um, not just like the steampunk stuff, but we can also use them for like fan fusion and stuff. They won't be ready for fan fusion this year, but they'll be ready for fan fusion next year. 
So it'll be fun. Um, so that actually brings me to, uh, that actually brings me to my tip, phone, which but... is cons cosplay and dressing up isn't just for the young. So I bring this up. There, there was a couple things that kind of like spurned this and like, Fur. we, We've all we've all seen the the gatekeeping that f that the folks do when it comes to like cosplay and race and body type. You know, oh, you're not a size two, you can't be this superhero over here, or oh my god, you're black, mm -hmm. you can't be insert white superhero or whatever the fuck. Which is really funny because they're all completely they're fiction fictionalized characters. Like there's no it's, it's oh. So mm -hmm. Uh, so the racists are all the rage on uh, all the social media platforms, uh, no matter what the platform is. I was going to oh, say, oh, that. Yeah. especially yeah. Twitter, oh, sure. um, mm -hmm. especially as the Little Mermaid comes to play and um, people are either really excited. I'm really excited, of course. Uh, and oh, my God, just reading the comments, I think I have felt so i don't know i feel like it, it's like a betrayal or something like we all know that if you read this in a book and there was no pictures how would you you wouldn't know what color they were mm. it's so stupid like people are upset about a fictionalized fish person like what <laughs> i it's so fucking stupid it's so fucking stupid you know and uh, however, I, I think that there is a sort of a less looked at prejudice and judgment when it comes to things like age and individuals who aren't, you know, 22. So, like, I'm always if you think about, like, the, the pictures you see of a lot of, like, the cosplayers, the ones that are, like, all hyped up and whatever, like, the professional cosplayers or whatever... You know, whether it's anime or superheroes or whatever, almost all the pictures that you see yes. in publications and around are folks that are young, like under 30. Like, right. What do you mean Jesus isn't white? <laughs> That's bullshit. Um, so, you know, you... you the, the ones that you always see like hyped up on social media that have like all the TikToks and all these things, like they're young. There are these kids that are like 20, 21, 22. Like they, some can't even fucking drink yet, but they're the ones that everybody looks at as like, you know, this is, uh, you know, this is, this is what cosplay needs to be. And that kind of creates the idea, the, the, the misconception that, cosplay and cons whatever the con is is for young people and i'm gonna say right now i'm gonna say bullshit i'm gonna call bs that is like uh, uh, first of all i'm middle-aged i'm like officially middle-aged i'm be 44 in just a couple months like i'm middle-aged there's no getting around it i wish Aww. i wasn't because in my head i you know there's a lot of things in my head i'm like Ooh. but i'm middle-aged that's just what it is and I fucking love dressing up. I love going to cons. I love doing all of that. I have a fucking blast. And I have for 
20 something years, like since I discovered that it was a thing. Like mm-hmm. I love it. And kind of a side note, a lot of the 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 like with the anime, a lot of the like the anime cosplayers, the anime that they're cosplaying, some of those are older than they are. Absolutely. So mm. but so <laughs> at at Westcon um over the over the weekend. Like I, I would even say that I, the majority of the people that were there were mid thirties, my age, to older. There were a great deal of like older folks that were. When I say older, I mean older, like older than myself. So fifties, sixties. I'd venture even to say seventies, potentially even older than that. Like. And they were dressed the fuck up. They had their outfits down. Like, I, and I they were wanna, all about it. I almost want to say that ageism or age discrimination is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, when we come out as entertainers, you know, drag entertainers, we, you know, like ev- everything's like the hot shit at you know, in the early 20s, brand new, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as you hit like 30, people are like, oh, hmm. And you're like, what? What? What's going on? And then like movie stars, as soon as they hit like 35, you're like, oh, we, yeah. And you're like, what? I mean, they're still great. Um, That's why like, like, as far as like kings go, like I'm like, I've, I've been referred to and not in a like joking way, but like as like an elder because I've been doing it for so long now and I'm in my mid forties. And yes, there are Kings that are older than me. There's not a lot of them are as active or involved as I still am. Um, um, but I think I need a to lot of something, I think a lot of them tend to kind of, term. a lot of them kind of burn out earlier. Like they, the, there aren't a lot of Kings that just kind of keep going as they get older. So, you know, and then it's like, you know, and then, you know, you, if, depending on what you do, you do some like random number and people are like, oh, is that, aren't you a little old for that? Like, whatever. So we were actually, we were standing in line um, in, uh, for, for coffee um, one morning um, at, the, at the con and uh, a gentleman who just happened to be at the casino, like he spends a lot of weekends at the casino. He lives there, like in, in Tucson and he goes and he hangs out at the, at the thing. He came over and he started chatting uh, with, with D and myself. And he said he was in his sixties, had never heard of steampunk and then went oh, home oh. the previous night, like looked it up and researched it. And now he wants to put his own stuff together and come next year. Oh, wow. Right. Like it's totally a thing. And I, I almost feel like, I almost feel like if he had approached folks that were younger, mm-hmm. like in their 20s or whatever, that they would have been like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. And then be like, oh, my God. You, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know that 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 all the, you know, all the younger folks would have necessarily been about it which is especially with this con would have been dumb as fuck because most everybody there would have been you know they're my age and older but i don't know i i think that i think that a lot of the the older folks who do enjoy things like cosplay and and stuff like that and that, that when i say older folks i say basically anybody that is older than a millennial 
like they kind of fly under the radar. You know, I, I think that for myself anyway, you know, since I'm older, I have a tendency to seek out more folks like myself. So whether it's a, you know, at a, at a Comic-Con or at the Ren Fair or mm-hmm. even at like, uh, like drag festivals and, 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 you know, things like that. My eye is naturally drawn to the people that are within my own age range who are dressed up to the nines and having a fucking blast because mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, okay. Well, I, I you go there to have a good time. It's, you know, and it's, I'm, I tell like, cause you know, it's, I think there's like a, I don't know. There's a, there's a weird sort of like hills and valleys with this thing. Cause as kids, almost all of us love dressing up in one way or another, you know, we either dress up as, you know, princes or princesses or army people or put on our parents suits and dresses and heels and whatever, you know, we create characters. I can't confirm or deny we create entire worlds for these characters, you know? And then we hit like junior high and high school and it's like, Gone. it stops being fun and it stops being cool. Unless apparently if you're in an anime, if you're in anime, then you're all right. And then it's like, as an adult, we suddenly remember that, that joy that we had, you know, as, as a kid and we start dressing up again or, you know, some of us do anyway. I also think that um, the comfortable, like uncomfortable awkwardness that happens in junior high and um, high school is that it's like a battleground, right? And so I, but I think from what I witness, I feel like high school students still go through that whole awkwardness, but some of them are like, I don't even give a shit. I'm going to do it anyway. And so they're the ones that, you know, kind of like outlive that whole like, ah, you know, the culture is going to take over mm-hmm. me and, and you know, and they continue about their business. But it is true. Like um, I, you know, like even Halloween, you know, how you're like, oh, I don't think I can trick or treat when I'm like 14. And you're like, hmm. But in your head, you're like, I really should dress up, even if I don't go. And, oh my god! Like the kids in high school, like anytime, like the you know the, the our, our kids, you know, the schools doing a Halloween thing. Are you dressing up? No. But Why? That's the thing I'm talking. Why about. are like, you not like? And then their idea of dressing up is, let me put on this penguin onesie and do that. I'm like, <sighs> yeah. There's some weird unwritten like that's not cool if you actually right. put on a costume. And I'm like, y'all are missing out. I swear to God, y'all are missing out because I I can almost guarantee you that there are all these kids that want to do this cool shit. They want to dress up. They want to like, you know, they want to do all this fun shit, but because their friends are like, uh, no, you can't like, oh my God, who even does that anymore? Like, then it becomes peer well, pressure. But even though like their friends probably still want to do it too, but they're con- like conforming to the peer pressure. Like, it's just, it's, it's stupid. I and- still experience that though. I, y'all know I buy costumes uh, <laughs> that you wouldn't I think don't, that. I'm a minimalist. Uh, you the fuck aren't. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, sometimes I'll get the like, why would you even buy that? And I'm like, why not? I mean, but in the beginning of my career, I was doing weird and uh, 
things that people were like, no, that I don't think that you should do that anymore. And I was like, whoa. And I started to listen to them. And then I, um, I started to be unhappy with the art that I was creating because I was like, well, this isn't, um, you know, what I wanted to create. It's like it's turning into what everybody else is doing. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, sometimes, you know, you just got to be a little outlandish and be yourself. I say, and, fuck it. Uh, if you enjoy it, just do it. And also that, of course, now that that's just added one more thing to our list of like things when looking for other potential partners as, you know, being poly, it's like, all right, well, look, you have to at least, uh, if you, if you're, if you haven't done it, you have to be willing to at least try and because this is a thing like you have to be willing to come dress up and do these things yeah if you want to you know but <laughs> here's the thing if you think you're too old to dress up and enjoy a con whatever it is whether it's the ren fair whether it's fan fusion whether it's a steampunk thing doesn't matter if you think if you somehow have it in your head that you are just too old and you're just like, no, that's for the young folk. You are, you're, you're wrong. You're, you're just, you are so wrong because I, I, I say do it. You know, if there's a fandom. What I will say party, to us, what I will say to us is don't party like you're 20. Oh no, no, I can't do that. No, 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 no. That's not, no. <laughs> No, I'm like, look, uh, if, you, if you will... enjoy, like, if there's a fandom that you enjoy, or if you like the steampunk or the Renaissance aesthetic, then go get some fucking garb. Go get some garb, go get a costume, and hit those fucking cons. Go do the thing. And if you don't know where to start, I'm happy to help you. I have managed to throw together so many people's garb just from, like, a couple of trips at Goodwill, just so they can mm -hmm. kind of get the, like, you know, the whole, like thing yeah, just so they can kind of get the feel of it like this isn't it's not being on stage though it's you're literally just walking around dressed like everybody else is being the same way like it's not nobody you're not drawing any attention to yourself because you look exactly the same way as everybody else does like that's that's the thing is that you almost stand out more if you go to these things in like jeans and a t-shirt than if you actually like dressed up and like participated like that's why i remember the first year i went to the renaissance festival I didn't even know what it was. And I remember walking into the Renaissance Festival, walking around in, you know, jeans and t-shirt. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so awkward. I hate this. Never again. And never again did I ever go out of guard. <laughs> like, like it's, 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 I think that if you just allowed yourself to um, enjoy it, I think you'd probably surprise yourself. Interesting to see how cons have evolved from fan folks gathering in people's basements over a niche um, subject into a sold-out multi-day event at a huge conf uh, convention center. Uh, there's definitely still a sort of stigmatiz stigmatization of fan culture that is, and I cannot see the rest. Um, uh, uh, but it's shrinking as pulp culture embraces it more, is what the rest of it says. Um, I think that that I think part of the, the, the stigma with some of the fan, like the fan bases are the, I think it's the ones that kind of take their, their fandom to like the nth degree. And they're the ones that'll like 
look at your whatever it is that you're wearing and be like um that's from season two and you're wearing like a season three like uniform and that's not gonna work like you're totally just ruining the whole because you know that they're you know those people like or they'll you know you've got some sort of makeup on and they're like um that's not the right shade of green for that like it's the people that it's like the hardcore fans that police and gatekeep their fandom i think that's where that kind of stigma comes in as opposed to like oh my god look they're these people that actually enjoy these things that i enjoy they're the ones that are like and i think that's where kind of that stigma comes in well and also um from the beginning of when i first heard about conventions um is um the whole thing like uh, as an adult it's almost like the high school culture follows adulthood where the jocks and the nerds are split. And now um, it just seems like the um, it's coming together instead of, and running parallel maybe, but coming together. Um, And it's not so like you're a nerd, uh, like in a bad way. It's like everybody's doing it. And now being a nerd is like cool, cool. Because billionaires are made out of, right? You know, it didn't used to be cool. You don't have to be worried about being, you know, put in a dumpster anymore. Now, like, you can actually be, you know, you can you can wave that geek flag high, and people will be all about it. Yeah, you know, that's. Totally. I mean, which is which is great, really. I mean, I I love that that's changed. So, all right, we do have some news. Uh, the flag that we don't like to see flying anywhere is uh, the homophobic flag or the misogynistic flag. But here we are. Uh, White House, uh, the White House demands uh, uh, an apology from Mike Pence for his homophobic joke. Um, and it wasn't. It's, I haven't heard his name in so long. I have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Uh, on Saturday at some dinner in Washington, D.C. with a whole bunch of, um, it's called the Gridiron Club, um, a journalistic organization. I like how they wrote that. Um, Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like it brings together politicians and journalists. And (laughs) um, anyway, at the event, uh, Mike Pence um, said this, uh, but what you need to know is that um, Pete, Buttigieg, is that how you say his name? Um, Buttig, 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 Buttigieg, 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 no, Buttigieg. Uh, I messed it up for you. I should have say. Yeah, I always but we his know. name. The Secretary of Transportation, um, and his partner um, have been on uh, paternity leave uh, because the twins that they were adopting uh, are in like the NICU, um, and have a, I mean, they're doing better, but you know, like he has spent time in there. And the joke was that um, when Pete's two children were born, he took two months leave when upon thousands of uh, travelers were stranded at airports and the air traffic systems shut down and airplanes nearly collided in midair. And so it was, it was almost like, A, you were joking about people's lives not right. in good taste. And also joking about his children's lives, not in good taste. And so uh, not that we're taking everything. Cause I keep hearing like we, 
we take the fun out of all comedy and we think everything is problematic. Not that I think that, but if it was in good taste and, and if Mike Pence didn't have a record of being transphobic, homophobic, and misogynistic, right. then I, I think it's be I think it's one thing to you know to to make to make like off color jokes if it's like if it's self deprecating like I poke fun at myself all the time like you know uh, different things about you know being trans and the things that come along with it like I I I make fun of myself all the time but what I think is the 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 problem is in if you're going to do something like that, but you flip it and start, you know, talking about somebody else's experience or, you know, th- things like that. It's like, if you, if you're going to, mm-hmm. you're going to, if you're going to talk about it, you know, talk about your damn self, but it's like, it's just, <sighs> but Mike Pence is a tool. We know that Mike Pence is a tool and nothing he says is ever funny anyway. And there has been. So yeah. Um, but he claimed that, um, Pete was the only person in human history to have a child and all the rest of us went into postpartum depression. And so that's where the uh, misogyny laid itself out there on top of the homophobia. So have fun with that. Um, And he's never going to apologize. I don't think, but um, I I think, um, I think, uh, I think Pete fired back. Um, I remember reading, uh, I think he said something like he addressed and he was like, or yeah, that's right. His husband. He's like, you know what? How the fuck would you feel if your kid yeah. was in the NICU? Like, fuck you, asshole. Like, it's just. A, it's, ugh, he said uh, something about if your two grandchildren were in the the NICU, what would you do, be doing? And right. there's in the it's a thread, honey. It is a thread. It's, so uh, I I I don't read the comments on shit anymore. I can't. Uh, not good for my own mental yeah. health. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, well, it's, it's his husband saying all these things like, you know what? You don't know what you're talking about. So right. go sit the fuck down. Uh, so we all know that inflation has been a major thing over the last year, especially. Um, and just for shits and giggles, uh, here are the highest numbers in grocery inflation this year. Margarine is up 39%. 39 39, mm-hmm. not 0.39, but 39%. Butter is up uh, 20.7%. Flour, 19.8%. Bread, 15.8%. Poultry, 9.8%. Uh, frozen fruits and veggies, 15.8%. Potatoes, potatoes of all things. Potatoes, which, you know, are supposed to be the poor man's food. Potatoes are up 13.5%. And, of course, the eggs that went up 55%. So I just got a 2.85% raise, which is on the high side for my department. And that doesn't even come close to closing the inflation gap. Yay me. Uh, I feel like, I feel like if your, if your job doesn't like compensate for the cost of living increase, like this fucking inflation that has hit all of us, I think that we should all be able to qualify for food stamps because Fuck that noise. It's bullshit. Just saying. Just saying. I think my internet is going wobble wobble. Oh, yeah. You're breaking. Yeah. Um, I will keep going just in case you decide to cut out, uh, which you're 
looks like you're stuttering a little bit. Um, George Santos, because we love him. We love him so much. I missed much. him. I uh, missed him. He has filed the paperwork that would allow him to run for re-election in 2024. The I fuck? personally... I would love to see that happen because who knows who he'll be then. He's already been like a descendant of the Holocaust survivors. He's already done like all these things. Uh, maybe this time he'll tell everyone that he is Rosa Parks. He's going to run as Rosa Parks. Uh, and he or, was there on that maybe, faithful day. He was there on that faithful day. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He he was, he, you know, uh, or maybe Siegfried and Roy. I would like to see that. That would be fun. Oh. Or he's going to run as Hillary Clinton. He will now be Hillary Clinton. I mean, he has the um, pantsuit. There are like, I the, the possibilities are absolutely endless. And it'll be very exciting to see who he decides to be. So I'm really excited for his 2024 uh I'm excited to see if his heritage changes. If his heritage changes in the next... You know, sixty to ninety days. I just want to. He'll be a Cherokee princess next time. Oh, (laughs) oh my God! Oh, Mm. Mm. he'll be descended from some fucking royalty or some shit. He'll be next in line for the throne because somebody goofed in England, and it's not actually Charles; it's him. Yikes. Um. Maybe him and that Marjorie Green lady will combine forces and be Captain Planet or something of that nature. Weirdness. Be like Voltron, Uh, where they just sort of stack together. Yeah, you know, like evil little politicians that come together. I don't know. I don't know. Um, One thing I did not put on here is, um, did we know that three banks have collapsed in the last... Three to four days. Yep. Days. Yep. Not I meant to put that on here too and I forgot. Yeah. Yep. Days. Yay, economy. So if y'all, y'all, get your, get your little coins and stuff in a mattress. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I, this is why I never recommend oh, like the check. big bands. I'm like, if you're going to get, uh, if you're going to, you know, get a bank account, do it with a credit union. Oh, you're all stuttering again. Um, I get get out of the big banks. Get out of Wells Fargo. Get out of all of them. Like they're. Mm, I highly. I, I I just say go to go to a credit union. Like that's like things are little. You know, of course. Anytime I hear like there's a run on the bank, I always in my head I always envision that scene in Mary Poppins where. <sighs> You know he's he wants his he wants his tuppence back and he screams give me my money and then the the bank just is a run on the bank because Michael wants his tuppence back to feed the birds. Oh my god, it's um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, since it is Women's History Month, we need to talk about all of the good things. Um, I have some backs. I have some questions about the um, story before the end um, in this one for you. Mm. Um, Ruth E. Carter is the first Black woman to win multiple Oscars um, 2019 for a costume design on Black Panther and this year for the sequel. um, Mm -hmm. In 2019, she was the first Black woman to win in her category, which is very strong. I actually didn't realize that 
no other black woman has won multiple Oscars. In costuming. No. Oh. Period. She is the first black woman to win multiple Oscars. Full stop. Not in her category. In general. You're up breaking up again. <laughs> um, for those of you uh, that have been following the Oscars or not following the Oscars, it was interesting because the Arizona, our pride pageant happened um, on the same night. So uh, a lot of folks in, in Phoenix were, uh, instead of watching the Oscars, they were watching for updates on the pride pageant, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, but everything everywhere all at once has uh, broken the record for the most Oscar wins. If you haven't seen it yet, do whatever you need to do to see it. We ended up uh, buying it, I think, on Amazon. I don't know what we bought it on something because we needed to see it and it wasn't streaming. And I, it's fucking worth it. It's fucking brilliant. Um, it is one of the best movies I have seen in a very long time. Um, everything about it was absolute perfection. Um, and Michelle Yeoh is the first Asian woman to win Best Actress. Uh, she's also the first non-white actress to win uh, Best Actress in 20 years. 20 years. She is the first non-white actress to win in 20 years. Which is absolute horseshit because I know, like some of the names that have been up for that award and were absolutely fucking robbed. So, um, her, uh, her co-star, uh, Kei Hui Huan, uh, took home best supporting actor and the picture of Harrison Ford, um, presenting that award to him and that great big hug. Like I, that was just like, Oh my God, that was, that was fantastic. That was just everything. It really was. Um, and of course, celebrating, you know, Women's History Month, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis took home her very first Oscar, uh, for Best Supporting Actress, beating out Angela Bassett, who, if she had won, would have been the first person to win for a Marvel movie. Um, I'm, I'm very torn on this. I'm very torn on this. Um, because... I, you know, and people are, are giving Angela Bassett shit for her face when Jamie Lee Curtis won. You know, she's allowed to be yeah. fucking disappointed. She's allowed to be fucking disappointed. Um, I, I'm, I'm very torn because Jamie Lee Curtis and everything everywhere all at once was epic. Uh-huh. It was her, 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 everything about that was it, like her entire uh, uh, character was just it was phenomenal. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. It really, really was like, I cannot, I can't fault them for giving her the award, but also Angela Bassett in, um, in Wakanda forever. Mm -hmm. Like she's just a fantastic anyway. And because we actually just watched uh, Wakanda Forever just a couple weeks ago with the kids. Um, mm -hmm. And her presence throughout that entire movie was just like riveting. Like it, you could not take your eyes off of her. 
She was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I, I don't, they were two very different movies. They were like, I, I'm glad that I didn't necessarily have to pick that because I don't know which one, <laughs> honestly, I, I don't know which one I, I would have, of I, I would have, I, I would have given it to, um, they both roles and both actresses were extraordinarily deserving. Like they really were. Um, would I have loved to have seen, you know, another woman of color pick up, uh, pick up the award? Absolutely. Do I think that Jamie Lee Curtis was deserving of it? Absolutely. Do I think Angela Bassett would have been equally as deserving of it? Absolutely. Um, I question. So uh, my biggest question was, um, there was somebody said that another co-star from Jamie Lee Curtis's movie um, uh, was also in the running for um, that um, that Oscar, and nobody focused on. That's where I was going to go. I would I wasn't going to go um, where I do. I believe that Angela Bassett deserved it over uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, but what I was going to say is. Um, women. Oh yeah, Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie Sue was was up for it as well. That's yeah, right. and so Stephanie Sue also did this whole look of the face, like I can't believe I didn't win, and it. I there's a different standard for women than there are for men. We all of we course. always talk. We always talk about it. And so I have been seeing comments like it wasn't very ladylike of them to act like this. And I'm like, right. well, it's not like she like took the whole table and threw, you know, like their glasses on the floor and, you know, said, I'm out of here. Or, you know, like she didn't do that. It was just the look of the face and it's a natural human reaction. You're allowed to be fucking disappointed. Like, and honestly, Stephanie Sue was, was fucking brilliant and everything everywhere all at once too. Like I, that, like I said, if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it because the mm-hmm. entire cast was. And where can you watch it? Um, I believe Showtime. Okay. I think that's D says that we subscribe to Showtime to see it. Um, if it's still on there. Password. Um, it. <laughs> I. Oh my! Like the everything. Like that entire. It's no wonder that that movie won so many damn awards because it, it was fucking fantastic. Like. Every single person, like I, I, Stephanie Sue would have been absolutely deserving of that award as well. Um, her character was, I, I don't, the just uh, everything like the between uh, Angela Bassett, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Stephanie Sue. Like I didn't see the whale. I really have no desire to see the whale. Um, and Banshees of Insurance. Why the fuck? I don't know. I'm looking. I'm looking at the nominees. Like uh, the those three individuals, any one of them would have been absolutely deserving of that Oscar. And like I, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know what the criteria, criteria. is that would, you know, that that they look for. It's, you know, is it like, is it you know, number of minutes of screen time versus like, I'm sure there's a bunch of things that go into it. And, but you're allowed to be fucking disappointed. Like there's nothing wrong with being fucking disappointed. 
just it, it's totally okay. Like just it, it and the fact that people are are giving you know Angela Bassett shit about it. It's like no, you'd be fucking disappointed too. You know, like you, it's it's you you, you can be disappointed, and that's okay. And it doesn't make you not ladylike. It means that you know that you did a damn good job and you're disappointed that you didn't win. It goes, same thing goes for pageants. It's like, and there hasn't been anything like with Angela Bassett and Stephanie Sue and like, none of them have been, there wasn't any cattiness. There wasn't any, anything after the fact that was like, conflict or drama or anything it was just they're disappointed and that's okay like you can be happy for somebody and still be disappointed that you lost you know like just people need to get over themselves i don't know that's i think it's ridiculous Yeah, we definitely saw a lot of commotion on the interwebs as uh, winners were announced and people obviously um, thought that. Um, I think it's great that people are um, trying to, um, I don't know, not combat, but uh, fight for the the best of the best, mm-hmm. so to speak. It's not like somebody like watched Dumber and Dumber and was right. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they should have won an Oscar for this. Is totally. Um... I also didn't realize that Jamie Lee Curtis had never won an Oscar for anything before. But I guess. What the hell? Um, but I guess, like, now that I think about it, like, she's always. It's like, she, she always has a certain type of, like, casting, a certain type of, like, movie that she always ends up cast in like the Halloween movies and things like they're very rarely does she ever get a role that would of be Oscar worthy. So, which I think is, is interesting, but I'm like, she's been around forever. How has she never won an Oscar? Like that was, that was different. And mm-hmm. I'm very confused as to what's happening right now, but I'm just going to go ahead and ignore it. <laughs> I refuse to acknowledge it, but um, mm. I definitely saw the, I saw the internet lose its mind. I didn't see the actors lose their mind. I saw the internet lose its mind. And I thought, oh, we're just having all kinds of opinions this week. Mm. Anyway, uh, you can have opinions about us and the upcoming shows that we have. Uh, Did you not want to do this last one? Oh, did I skip one? I skipped way ahead. You put it there. My internet keeps freezing. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, it's because there's like a thunderstorm outside. Well, outside. But uh, every time like lightning goes off or thunder goes off, it like stops my internet for some reason. Anyway, uh, so we know that home here in America there is a lot of anti-LGBTQ plus reg- uh, legislation. And so um, there is um, some folks in other countries that actually have hearts and care about other people, just not here. Anyway, um, there are more than 130,000 uh, Canadians that have signed a petition 
for trans people to claim asylum in Canada. Good news is that it's a law, but it's really tricky, um, according to this article, and I can share it later on, um, that um, to get this um, asylum, and you have to prove that you need to basically relocate to, you know, be... Which is which is standard for any sort of sanctuary. Like, you can't just be like, I'm trans, I'm oppressed, I'm going to move. Like, you can't do that. That's not how that works. Like, because obviously yeah. some places are a lot better than others. Like, if you're mm-hmm. in fucking deep south right now, like, you'd probably, you know, qualify. But also there are other states here that you can move to that would be a lot better. So you can't just Ooh. sign up. Right. Oh, did you get a thunderstorm too? No, it's um, very rainy. <laughs> oh, it's windy over here too. Um, but yeah, like that's like it's I. It, Canada does have that, and Canada is an asylum country. Like you can go and request asylum, but you have to prove it. Just like with anything, like you can't just be like. You know, I'm insert marginalized group here, so I deserve asylum. It's like, no, you have to prove that your life as it is, is directly impacted and at risk, and there are no other options. If a certain Cheeto were still in power, that would probably make things a lot easier because we'd be fucked, basically. Um but because he's not and you know and and like even in Arizona where these bills keep getting uh keep getting thrown out there Katie Hobbs has already said that every time one hits her desk she's going to veto it so it's not great but there are things that are not terrible in some places so mm-hmm. you can't just walk over to Canada and be like okay I'm here so that's not how that works. But yeah. Yeah. You know? So I found that very okay. interesting. And I hope that we never have to use that. But um, here we, we are. We had that discussion, actually, during the uh, 20, uh, 2020 election. Um, my partner and I had that discussion about what would happen if it turned out I needed to leave the country. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Welcome to America. <laughs> Home of the free. Mm. Unless you're oh, unless you're of some non-Christian belief, then you don't belong here, I guess. Mm. That's mm. not what I say. I have mm. heard according to these laws. <laughs> anyway, um, while it's still legal, we'll perform in drag. Um, um, and we may even do it when we're not, when it's not legal. Cause I don't give a fuck. Are you going to, you're going to arrest me for it? Cause that would be funny. Please, uh, please, please yeah. arrest me for it because, Oh my God, <laughs> I would love to be independently wealthy by suing the country or the state or something. I would fucking love that. Please arrest me for doing drugs. Can I turn my mugshot into a photo shoot by chance? Right. If See, my with face the, with a little pocket, I'd be like, Oh my yeah. god, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. 
Can I hire Scotty Kirby to come in and take mine? Please? Right. Um, <laughs> I don't really like this setup. This lighting is really bad. Can I call my photographer to come in and take my mugshot, please? Thank you. <laughs> I really need this to look really good if it's going to be on the news. I mm. promise you. Give me a second. I have to. Can I get some like primer and I need some like concealer because these bags are not <laughs> touch up. Anyhow. <laughs> we will be at uh, La Guitarra uh, for Drag Bingo and Cats. We haven't been there in a minute. Mm-hmm. Mm. I know, and it's pretty much sold out. I think they, they actually added a couple extra seats. So they did sell out and then added a couple extra seats. So you may still be able to get in. Might. I, I don't, don't know. know. I, I make no guarantees. Uh, but they, they did add a couple extra seats. Um, so if you want to get in on it, go and try to get in on it, but I make no guarantees. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and then in about just about two and a half weeks, fuck my life. Um, I am headed back to Austin for Austin International Drag Festival. Um, I'm so excited to go back i'm i can't wait like it's i've i've missed my aidf family um and i just i need to like be able to get some of that energy and the good juju back so that'll be fun um and then as soon as i come back the next weekend april 14th and 16th is southwest love fest where um i will be uh presenting um on that saturday so april 15th um, Southwest Love Fest is a conference for folks. Uh, it's a it's a great big poly conference. Um, so it's uh, you know the, the, everything that has to do with with any sort of poly relationship. There's uh, there's uh, panels on um, on kink, on relationship styles, mm-hmm. on everything you could possibly imagine, um, and it should be great. Uh, it'll be my first time uh, presenting and. I'm excited for it. And then May 4th. Yeah, thanks, babe. Um, um, and then May 4th, um, I am doing uh, a Drag Story Hour Arizona bingo at the Drink Me Tea Room. Uh, those details will be released later. As it gets closer. And then on June 2nd, uh, both Felicia and I um, are going to be at Phoenix Fan Fusion, along with a gaggle of other amazing performers. I'm really excited about the show this year. Um, I need to get going on that too. Uh, but it's going to be, uh, that's going to be a blast. That's going to be so much fun. And I'm excited to bring that to y'all as well. Um, oh, she's back. Okay. We were stalling again. <laughs> I tell you, every time the the thunder comes on, interesting. I lose the signal completely, and then I have to wait for it to stop spinning. So it's weird. <clears throat> That's weird. Uh, it's all right. It's a, it's a, we're we're already over by seven minutes anyway, so it's a sign. No. <laughs> oh. uh, well. I missed half of the conversation, um, but we want to thank you for joining the con- <laughs> for joining the conversation tonight. Uh, we're here every Wednesday, um, whether you like it or we don't. Uh, <laughs> thank you for watching live. Thank you for the uh, stars. I saw Laura um, in the chat put some stars on Facebook. 
Um, if I missed you, doesn't mean I didn't. It just means I didn't see it right now. I just look afterward. Um, thanks that watch. Thanks to those that watch on the replay. You can give stars on the replay as well. Um, and if you're on the podcast, uh, you know, uh, we are hitting that almost nine thousand mark. So uh, thanks for listening to on the podcast as well. Uh, you know, review our uh, wherever you listen to the podcast at. Leave us a nice review, and we will. We appreciate all those things that help us, you know, get a little, you know, a little leg up so more people can listen to us or watch us. I hope they don't watch tonight because I, <laughs> it's not too bad now that I've covered my eyes, but I do not like not being in full get up. Um, and we will see you all next weekend, next weekend, next <laughs> <laughs> next week for your Wednesday night conversation. Oh, oh, good night. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>